0: Hello and welcome to another episode on Rosecast. Today's topic is on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. This day has been, let's like say, it has has so much publicity even before the day arrived. The whole of January was about advertising for Valentine's Day, and finally today is Valentine's Day. So. Today's podcast is going to be on finding the one. If you've already seen the topic, finding the one. And the inspiration for this topic came from, um, I was uh, reviewing the way I get my stuff. I'm not really someone that spends a lot, but whenever I do buy things, I love to buy things that are very unique. I love to buy materials that I know that are unique and that will last me for a very long time. But I put more emphasis on things that are unique when it comes to jewelries, or when it just comes to um, uh, accessories and uh, uh, clothing. I love to buy things that I believe that are unique because it just makes me feel like I love that feeling. And I also love to buy things that are vintage. But I really go through a lot of stress trying to buy things because I have this idea and image in my head that I want and going to the market to get that repli- replicated is not as easy as it seems. So, how I get to buy my things sometimes, and I, how I get to buy my things is very is in a very unique way. And I also have very unique experiences uh, whenever I go to buy things. So, when I was thinking about my relationship with buying stuff and the things that I own or possess, this topic came to mind. And mind you, this topic came. Months before I am creating it, like it came like two, three months before I'm actually sharing. I was very eager to share this topic, and yes, finally, 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 it is being shared. So, what is finally the one about? And mind you, I know that this topic has been used several times by several other people. If you check vlogs, I don't know about podcasts, but I'm sure of vlogs that there are many podcasts and vlogs on this topic. So, what, what, what is the new thing I want to see? Well, you need to listen to the podcast to find out. Less riding. When finding the one is mentioned, it's the first thing our mind goes to is love. and Because love, romance is a thing that has been attached a lot to finding the one um but there are many things that could be um uh, let like i say it had changed with finding the one but let me not go there because i can't compare human with things and being valentine's day i know it's all about romance i'm not even going into the history or what um of what um valentine or how it came about i remember the first valentine post i've made on this podcast was on how to fall in love that was done sometime last year if i'm not wrong and if it was not last year to be 2020 i did a podcast on how to fall in love i don't even know if i did a podcast on it last year i can't remember but i know there's a topic here i'm very sure which is how to fall in love which talked on um valentine or i expressed valentine and interestingly it was also a blog post but they all had had their own unique content that i shared on them so if you go to my blog and find how to fall in love you find a podcast on it and you also find a podcast on sorry you find a blog post on it and you also find a podcast on it here as well so find one always has this attachment with romance with somebody but like I already said in the intro part of this podcast, finding the one I could see it in my in my life playing out in other ways. And the first description I was using about buying things, I realized that whenever I go to buy stuff, because I go through a rigorous process to getting something that I really love, I'm a kind of person that can't that, don't, that, that, that doesn't just buy things for buying sake. I have to make sure that I'm really in love with what I want to buy. And sometimes, if I don't find something that I can't find, find myself in love with i wouldn't buy anything i would rather just leave the market and go back home or find something that would be close to something that i can fall in love with it's something i've always wanted and asked myself why am i that particular about making sure i'm in love with what i'm buying either that the clothes or the shoes or whatever it is i have to make sure it's something i'm in love with even i myself i'm i, I know i try to like ask myself why you that pe- pe- peculiar about these things I, I, one of the conclusion I came to is that I'm someone that tries to create an attachment um, with what I'm doing I have to I, I love to be sure that I'm willing to be part of something I'm willing to be part of someone and I'm willing to have something to be part of me so if I'm going to buy a dress for myself I have to be sure that I love it because it's my dress is what I'm going to wear am I okay with having it am I okay with spending my money on it is it a necessity Um, is this something that is a necessity if it not a necessity something that okay i want to buy i have to be in love with it however i don't have the same attitude when people get me stuff when people get me anything even if it's something i'm not going to naturally get for myself because of the appreciation attached to having that property i just find myself appreciating and loving it that's interesting that I don't have the same response to things I go to buy myself. I have to make sure that I'm in love with it. But if somebody buys me something that naturally I'm not going to buy for myself, just the fact that someone bought it for me, I just put the attachment that this was done out of love for me. So I just love it. So at the end of the day, sometimes when I'm going to get a, a dress or an a jewelry, I take really long tiring time sometimes even hours to make sure that I really want this thing if it means feeling the texture if it means just having the imagination of how am I going to feel in this cloth will it make me feel the way I want to feel in something like this and after sometimes a lot of stress a lot of thinking and taking my time I get to buy what I want sometimes the buyer the sellers have to be very patient with me because I will take my time and if I'm in a shop that is very impatient, if the, if, the, if the seller there is very impatient, I'd rather leave than get you more upset because I want to be sure that I'm getting what I want. I remember recently I tried to purchase a canvas to paint and when I went to the person's, um, to the artist's workshop that said he was making it, I wasn't very comfortable with the surface he was using to, to make the canvas, it was not what I wanted. and Instead of buying it, which would have been probably cheaper due to environment, I opted out to getting it from a from a distant environment that cost me more. So <laughs> that made me realize how much I put um I put attention into details. I also remember recently I went to a beauty shop to get some beauty products. And I spent about three hours making sure I got every single thing I wanted. The good thing about everything was that the seller was very patient with me and allowed me to take my time knowing that I was going to purchase the item. The problem is when you spend that amount of time and you don't end up purchasing the item, that could be very annoying. But I really took my time making sure that I wanted what I wanted to buy and then I paid for them. So all these things made me realize that knowing that I have what I want or I'm getting what I know I'm going to love means a lot to me. Then how much more a human being? How much more? When it comes to the people that we want to be in our lives, I believe that would be more selective about it. There are people that we can't do much about them in our lives, and that includes family. We don't choose our family. We don't choose who our parents are. We don't choose who our siblings are. We don't choose who our cousins are, regardless of how our relationship with them may be, good or bad. We don't choose them. But there are other people that we choose, and we we have a choice to have in our lives now let me not talk as somebody that is not aware that there are cultures um that doesn't really give everybody the choice for example if one's in a culture where the parents make a choice for the man or the woman on who they marry they don't really have a choice in that say but let me not go to those cultures because some of those cultures are things that one cannot really do much about and since i'm not within that culture i would say that I have the opportunity to choose who I'm supposed to have in my life. What this means is that in terms of a a marriage partner, friends, I have the choice to choose those people. And since it's the choice that is very important, if I could make such peculiar choices about what I want to hear, how much more people... And for you listening to this podcast, there's a high probability that you are in the same boat as me where you have the choice to choose who you are going to be in love with, you, who who you are going to have as friends, you have the choice to choose them. So that means that it is your responsibility to make sure that you choose well. It's, it's your responsibility to allow who you want to be in your space, because a married a marriage partner and friends, these these two groups of people, they have a very strong influence on the. On the let's say the quality of the rest of your lives if you marry someone that is going to add your life as you your life as you grow as you grow older it's going to show in the things that you are able to do within the remaining years that you have to live and if you have friends who also improve the quality of your life it will show in the things that you are able to do with the remaining part of your lives or with your life, sorry, any part of your life, <laughs> instead. So, if you marry someone that is going to be toxic, that is not going to be helpful to your life. You are going to just really suffer, and it's just going to be a lot of struggle to really, really um, make sure that you're, you know, you are getting what you want from life, or what your life is supposed to bring out. And if you have friends that are toxic, it's also going to um, mar the quality of, you know, your life and all. So. With this um, unique opportunity, it means that there should be more attention given into making sure that we choose right, we choose healthy. Now the problem is that how do we even make a choice? Because there are many choices, there are many suggestions out there, there are many advices out there, there are many people out there. And how do you know the person you are going to make a choice of? How long are you supposed to take? giving it you know making a similar a comparison rather to my me taking really long time before I buy a good if we um if I should replicate that in people I would also say that I have the same um, response mechanism with people. I realise that I take my time even for people that um I have a sense of comfortability with I feel that oh me and this person is vibing, me and this person has had an easy flow with, I still realize that I still take my time to make sure that this is somebody that I really want to be in my space. And sometimes even if even when I get very comfortable, I'm making sure that I'm still reviewing the person, knowing if there's a point I, I want to stop and I want to cut off, knowing that the influence of that person in my life means a lot to me. So even with people, I try to be very cautious and I try to really make sure that this person I want in my life is somebody that's aligning with an agenda that I want for my life. With a goal that I want for my life. Now, while preparing for this podcast, I started getting some other insights from an external impute. he external impute, who, who happens to be my father, was saying that for him, he tends to relate to people based on what he sees that he can put into their lives. What he can give to them. And as I was thinking on what he was saying, I began to review my own... Um, criteria for um, relating with people and I was like have I been selfish all this while looking, looking at what I believe some of some people are going to add to my life, my life, why have I been adding plural S to this, I'm sorry I've been looking at what would be the purpose of this person in my life, have I been selfish thinking this way have I I began to really review the way I was thinking about when I'm interacting with people, um, the way I've interacted with people. If I really had a um, selfish mindset about relating with them, was I always looking for what I could gain from them? And then, honestly, I came to the balance point that I wasn't having that mindset when I related with people. I also had the mindset of, I want to contribute in your life. But I'm also concerned about what you are contributing to my life. I'm also very interested in knowing what you are adding to my life. I don't mind adding to your life. I love to add to your life. I love to be a healthy impact in your life. I love to be a healthy addition to your life. But I'm also very concerned about what you also add to my life. Because I know that there's no way in an interaction with someone that you don't pick up something from them. And if you're in your interaction with certain people you are only picking what is negative or the only thing they get to offer to you are negative things, I don't think it's very healthy to keep on pushing on such, such relationship, especially when you know it's affecting you negatively. So I come from that point of view when I'm relating with people and if I see over time that the person I'm relating with is not adding anything healthy to my life, I feel it's a, it's a, it's a platform it's for for me to to lessen the relationship or tighten the boundary I may have with that person. Like tighten the assets the person may have, like I may reduce the assets that the person has into my life. But these are some decisions that we have to make before we allow certain people into very vulnerable parts of our lives. Although I know that sometimes some people may put up a front that's not really themselves. So after you've allowed them into vulnerable parts of of your life, they may show traits of themselves that you were not seeing coming. Those are things that may not be completely avoidable. Those are things that may still happen. But as much as possible from the first stage, we need to look out for things in people that we know that they are compatible with our outlook on life. And we know with this, um, is this compatible with what I'm looking for in my life? Am I able to blend with this? And how much can I manage? One thing I've come to... I realize is that it's very good to be honest with yourself and don't claim that you are a superhero. Okay, let me say it myself. I learned that I have I have to stop claiming that I'm a superhero. I have to, I've understood the way people influence my life and I know that if I allow certain people into certain areas of my life, I may not have the strength to resist certain things that I don't want in my life. So why why would would I have to encourage or why should I encourage such relationships when I know that these people are only going to um, weaken my vulnerable aspect and they are going to weaken things that I am trying to strengthen. So there are qualities that we have to look at when we are looking at for people that we want into very, very special areas of our lives and one of these areas is marriage. I believe that marriage is one of the one of the most vulnerable aspects uh, one of the most vulnerable relationship that we could get into because this is someone that is supposed to know so much about you someone that's that is supposed to be very close to you someone that has ability to harm you the most so if there's anybody that's supposed to pick it has to be someone that you are confident that there is a sort of reliance on this person and one of the things I've been thinking on is that there are things that are very, very important that one should um, look at for. And which I I too, I'm not giving advice that I'm not going to heed to. Um, this could be applied on a general platform, like to even friendships. These are things that could be applied. Things like patience. I've been having a very good insight on patience. And patience is so important. And it's something that one should look at, even in friends. You should look out for the um, for the character of patience. Now, I'm not saying that you need to look for someone perfect. Yes, it doesn't have to be someone perfect, but is it someone that is someone that is willing to learn, someone that is willing and opening to doing better? One of the beautiful things I've observed from certain people that have been in my life is their ability to improve, and I believe that when someone is open to improving, it makes the relationship. Um, even more worthwhile it makes the relationship more authentic. It means the person is open to saying, "Okay, I know I'm not perfect, but i'm op- I'm open to learning and even if the person may not be patient, but in your interaction with the person has basically been making efforts to grow patience. so patience is something very important then kindness these things are so important like you don't want to have someone in your space that is very unkind to you. Initially, if you are not very close to the person, these are things that you may easily ignore. But when you become vulnerable to somebody, kindness is a virtue that you really need. Somebody that you could be vulnerable to and one of the responses the person could give you is kindness. Then another thing is honesty. Someone that is is honest with you. You know this person loves you, but you know this person is able to look you in the eye and tell you that what you did was wrong. I love you, but what you did was wrong or what you did is wrong. You need such a person in your life, then someone that's willing to make things work. There are many toxic relationships out there and sometimes some of those things are very subtle because some of us have gotten so used to it. When you have someone that's always trying to blame you for things that never owns owns up to their mistakes, that always tries to make you look like the guilty one all the time, that doesn't apologize when they do something wrong. This kind of people in your space can only just be a, you know, can really, really, really traumatize you, even without knowing. Especially if really it has happened a long time and you are very used to it. I'm just going to stop at these few things because I feel these are things that may look very common, may look very um not very relevant, maybe things that people don't really look into. But there are things that are very strong, that are very vital, not just in a romantic partner, but even in friends, even in people that you choose to be vulnerable to. These are some of the th- things you, you need to search in for because I'm telling you, when you're in your lowest point, when you're not in your best point, you are going to need a lot of kindness and patience at that point. I'm not, I'm not even removing the aspect of vibe with, like having somebody that you flow with, this is very important, like you don't vibe with everybody, we don't vibe with just anyone that we meet, like there are some people that we just have this unique connection with, some of them can be built when you are relating with people that are reasonable, that are easy to relate with, people that are just like sweet, some people that are just lovely and friendly, some of those people are very easy to connect with. people may need more time to interact with and also also falls back on you um the kind of person that you are there's somewhere in the book of proverbs that says that he who wants to make who wants to make friend has to be friendly himself so this is one thing i've been applying to my life that girl if you want to have friends need to be friendly and some of these things are traits that some of us have to work on have to practice on in order to get results so yes I know the aspect of know that free vibe free flow is also very important it's something that can be built though it does not happen um, automatically with everyone then most importantly as a Christian I depend so much on um, the leading of the Holy Spirit you know I believe so much in the Holy Spirit leading me because like I said, there are certain people that may meet the criteria initially, but because you are not in their heart, you don't know what anyone is thinking, you may not know, a person may be putting up a front that is good, but you don't know what intentions they have. their heart so the one of the ways and one of the most trusted ways to 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 be able to escape certain people is to be led by the holy spirit the holy spirit knows the intent of a person towards you whether it is good or whether it is bad so when the holy spirit leads you into your relationship he will let you know he will give you the inkling he will give you the intuition to know that this person is actually just pretending you need to step away you need to you need to get away there are certain relationships that may not look bad you probably may have been enjoying it but the holy spirit keeps prompting your heart to like let's go let's go of this person let's go of this relationship it may be hurtful you may not understand why but when you choose to obey you later as you reflect back you begin to see the reason why you had to make that decision and it shows you that the holy spirit really knows people's intention you don't know people's hearts. You, you only get to see what people show you just as the same way people get to see what you show them. If you're a very honest person and you meet a honest person as you, then that is going to be very, a very beautiful scenario. But it doesn't mean that we get to always meet people that may be as honest as us. That's if you are if you are a honest person. It doesn't mean you always get to meet honest people. There are people that are not honest but and they, they could pretend that they are. They could pretend to give you an image that... They are not. So the Holy Spirit lets you know um, who and who and gives you the wisdom on how to handle the situation. And I'm also talking from a personal point of view or personal experience, rather. There are certain relationships that have, you know, felt that, okay, I needed to step out from. Initially, I might have not seen the reason why, but with time, I'm, I'm like, yes, I have to make that decision and it was important for me. How much more when you are getting married? How much more? You need the Lord to lead you into those things because you don't know everything about somebody. You don't know the person's heart. You don't know the person's future. But God, who knows, can reveal that to you and you know help you make um, a right choice as God is leading you. I know in this day and age, a lot of people come up with theories, even from the Bible, stating that God has given us the ultimate um the right and decision um, power to make whatever choice or wh- whoever we want to be for the rest of our lives but the truth is that like i already said already you know i like repeating myself you don't know somebody completely you only get to know what they show you so why don't you trust god who knows all about someone why don't you trust him to help you make decisions when it comes to people romantic or not Dealt with the fear of um, choosing wrongly. I remember in a recent conversation with one of my email subscribers, and we we're very we we're being very honest with ourselves in this issue. He was responding to the, the email subscriber was responding to one of the mails I sent sent on risk, and on um, and the other one was do it unafraid. And the person was really being very honest about you know having an issue with. The fear of marriage, and I was like, I have also had to de- deal with that, and at some point, I had to ask God to take away that fear, which God did. But it doesn't mean that certain uncertainties do not rise up again, because it feels like, am I um being too, am I being too picky, am I being too choosy when it comes to romance, um am I being too selective? But the truth of the matter is that there are certain basic things that. I should not compromise and I would not encourage anyone to compromise on because the truth is that from observation from things happening around currently when it comes to marriage when it comes to romance some of these values play a very huge role on the sustainability sustainability of a romantic um, relationship of a marriage relationship I also believe that the time before marriage is the best time to prepare. It's the best time to just get yourself um, into a space where you really understand what romance is. The best time to prepare for romance is before romance. The best time to prepare for anything is before, um, you, before the thing. I also remember when I shared, um, the, 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 one of the emails I also shared to those subscribe on my email list was uh, prepare for it. I've talked about this topic in several ways, but I still shared with them using the current art, using the artwork that I was processing during the time and I shared with them that it is better for you to prepare before the time, you have to prepare for challenges before they come. There are challenges in marriages that would come but I believe that the best time to prepare for them is before marriage, No, you know you have to envision what um, challenges may come up and prepare yourself for them. It doesn't mean that you'll be perfectly prepared but at least you have some sense of preparation I also believe in prepare, preparing your mindset. There's this, There are certain mindsets that you know you may have that it's not going to be um, helpful for marriage, that's not going to be helpful for your friend, friendships, that's not going to be helpful for any other relationship that you may be in. And the best time to prepare for them is before you get into them because it means that when you are getting into those relationships, you have an idea of how you will respond to situations when they arise. And even when you don't respond the way that you're supposed to respond, you have something to, to, to go back to and like, okay, this was not how I planned it to be. Let me make amends. But when you don't even have, you know, the proper mindset, when you don't even have an idea of what you are supposed to do, you are going to put yourself in a state of more confusion when they happen. But preparing is very important. So I believe that the best time to prepare for anything is before they happen because you are giving yourself an opportunity to, you know, to be to be open to whatever comes knowing that you are, you have something to back up on, something to reflect back on. Another beautiful way to prepare is to prepare by reading, by reading, by listening to people that know things more than you, by listening to people that have been in the business, that have been in marriage for long, by listening to people that have, they have, they have marriages that are working, by listening to people that have their relationships that are working listen to people that have friendships that are working not people that are, just, that are just talking but people who have some of these things working listening to them and knowing the advice they are giving and also implementing some of these advices in your life And that means to read and read and read read as much as possible and just get a concept then another thing is to practice <laughs> you could practice before you get into the things that you are desiring if it's romance if it's marriage we could you could practice with people around you and you'll get to see if you are really responding appropriately to different situations that come up around you now, the truth is that it certainly cannot be the same as marriage. I'm not married, but the truth is that I know that you cannot compare friendship to a marriage situation. They are both different situations, but you could still use marriage as a play you know as, as an environment for that to learn. It can still be a stimulator for you to learn then most importantly you have to prepare with the word of god you have to prepare with god you have to get to know what god is saying and know read his word and know what he's saying regarding you at different points in your life and then prepare yourself beforehand now the truth of the matter is that all these things i'm saying are things that are not easy but they are very practical and they are very realistic and they are doable There are things that you can do people have done it It has worked for them, so in your own case, it can also. Now, the book of Solomon, Songs of Solomon, is one of the books that is so soaked up in love, it's like the most romantic um poetic book in the Bible and some silly people sometimes say that that's the only book they want to read because of how descriptive um it is you know but the beautiful thing about um the song book of songs of Solomon describes the intimate love between a man and a woman between a husband and his bride between a fiance and, and his fiancee It describes the love that they shared for each other and how much they were, you know, they they deeply really loved each other. And I believe that God's desire and intention for marriage is something beautiful, something pure. God always compares the church and himself and using a marriage um, relationship and that shows how much you know God values Our romantic lives so it means that god is also very interested in who we decide to share our lives with because it makes an impact to the body of christ in general when you are married to somebody who loves god just like you love god as well it means that that home is going to be a place that's conducive for god to dwell in because both of you are going to be intentional in how your your relationship with god is working It means that god is going to be um, an integral part of your your married life now as a christian i know that god factor is always number one and i always try to make sure that i make that clear with whoever i'm relating with even in my platonic relationships i always see from the point of view of uh, making sure that god is in an integral part of the decisions i'm making it is possible you are listening to this podcast and you are not a christian well this podcast really comes from the point of view of a christian perspective you know, so, however, there are things that even if you're not a Christian, if you apply to your relationships, they would work. They would give you good effects. And I've already mentioned that in the preceding part of this podcast. Both God factor makes all things um, perfect. The, the God factor makes all things come together much more beautifully. It means that you have um, an authority that you completely Obey, and when both of you are not, you know, when both of you are leaving the, are leaving the, 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 the pattern, you know that God is going to bring you together, and that's one of the things that is said during the marriage vow is, you know, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. It's more like you guys have come together with God. Hopefully, that both of you continue to keep up your sight with God, or continue to keep God as a center of your lives then both of you can always come back to that point of um, togetherness so when it comes to romantic relationships since that's what february 14th has been celebrated for i know a lot of christians may have their own reservation about it but it is a celebration that has come to stay has been on for a long time i won't say that i'm a pro valentine per se i can't say i'm really hyped up about it or i give it that much relevance. but as a content creator i need to really uh, make use of these um times to make sure i'm sharing content i believe that would be um that would be helpful and that would be impactful and i know that would be relevant as well so even as several fronts, it is not the only day to show love, it, every day is a day to show love. As today is a day that has been agreed on generally in the world to show love, some of these things are things that we can think of. How can we be kinder to people around us? How can we show them more patience? How can we treat them in a way that is, you know, that, that glorifies God? And how much of God are we making sure? How are we including God in the decisions that we're making? Is God an integral part of your life? You know, you can't just pump in something that has not been part of you. Like, If God has not been an integral part of your life before a romantic relationship or before your friendships, at what point are you going to put him him in there? You could actually put him at any point, but I think it's going to be... Let me not say what is not there, but... I believe that the best time to prepare to include God is even before before it happens. It's best to include God before the time. know i heard somewhere that the best people who could talk who can talk about a thing are people that are not experiencing it well i don't wholeheartedly agree with that i believe that you could have an insight on a topic matter however you need to be very honest with yourself when talking about an issue that you may not be so much into so for example i'm not married i cannot you know talk too much about marriage knowing that it's something that i'm not into yet however i know there are things that i've observed from people around me things that i've listened to and things i'm also actually working on that can be applied that i believe that can be applied to marriage i am not prevented from talking about them the important thing is that i'm making sure that i'm watching my life to make sure that these things that i talk about I'm also making sure that they are part of my life as well. Preparing, preparing, preparing is so important. And I believe so much in preparation. And you can never prepare too much. You know? Even if it seems you prepared too much, that means, that means you are in safe hands. Another thing to say again is that as much as you gain a lot of knowledge, it doesn't mean that you are always going to feel sure of yourself. It doesn't mean you're always going to feel that you've gotten everything well. But it depends on Your source, what is your anchor? And like I already said, since I God is an integral part of my life, and God is the base of my of my of my decisions. In my unsure moments, in the times when I don't feel sure of myself, I know I can always go back to God to give me the assurance to continue on. And like I already said in some other podcasts before, you know I'm very vulnerable with God, and so even in times when I feel that, you know I'm. know maybe having some 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 concern some fear coming up i know who to go back to so preparing doesn't mean that you have everything figured out but it means that you are open to things that are coming in you are open to learning more you are open to doing more you are open to just you know doing better than before you are open to just you are just open to improvement that's what it means it doesn't mean that everything has been ticked out perfectly it doesn't mean that you have all the answers it doesn't mean that you've completely prepared yourself it just means that you are open so even when there's an opportunity to prepare more you will prepare more So this is where i draw the curtain on today's topic there may have been more things i should have said but this is where i stop if there are things that you want you would have loved to add to this topic or things you thought i should have also addressed do not forget to send a message via the message button if you are using anchor is the voice message or if you're on spotify listening via spotify there will be a question attached to this topic you could respond through that means and i'll respond and i will give you a reply and you could also use the contact button in the link attached to this podcast platform and i will reply i will get a mail and i'll reply to you via that mail or you could simply just subscribe to my email list and the email that i share with you there or where i'll be sharing to you the emails you could send me your your suggestion on this topic and what you want to add or if you are following me on any social media platform just send me a message on this topic and i'll certainly reply and regard your um, regard your comment on what you said. I just add a note. I actually gave a form recently to those on my email list for anyone that would be want to that would want to be part of this um, podcast platform. If you want to be a contributor? There's a form for those on my email list to actually assess and let me know if they are interested. However, if you don't have that email list and you are interested, still reach out to me through the contacts me- button, the, the, the place I already mentioned earlier, and I will send you the form and get. And then you'll be able to feel it and I'll let you know what next after that. So yes, uh, for those who are Valentine, good for you. <laughs> for those that are not, good for you. Um, if you are single, you are not miserable. If you are in a relationship, that is, that is also very good. That is not bad. As long as you are in a relationship where you are treated well, good for you. If you are married listening to this podcast, good for you. Whatever state you are in, I just hope that you are safe and healthy. So until next time on Rosecast, stay safe and healthy.